0: Next time I want underwear hanging on the door back there. Underwear. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> the host is completely off the rails. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Rooney Rooster, Matt Houston, and Brian Ray America's Rugby News. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Balanced Palette, nutrition for peak performance. And the Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. Thank you. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby, and we are talking Major League Rugby. And you got to have a Major League Rugby star with you and a Major League Rugby star pundit with you, Ryan Ray calling in from Canada, Halifax to be specific. Ryan, welcome. Great to be here again. He's got his Rugby Canada hat on, and Matt Houston. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Good to see you, brother. And from he is all the way across town from uh, or downtown.
1: Yeah, downtown. Harlem. Yeah, we have a we have a good little house up in Harlem. A couple of the uh, guys are up there. We enjoy it. All right, so I got to ask you right out of the gate two questions. Number
0: one, if you had seen the way Nola was playing this year,
1: would you have left Nola? Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, Definitely would have liked to had that uh, back line uh, they had this year, um, last year that would have helped us out a lot. But uh, now they're playing great ball. Um, you know they've had three tough losses in a row, but uh, road. I'm, I'm uh, kind of glad we gave them that one.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a doozy. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, the second question is: Are you kicking yourself for missing the marketing opportunity for playing for not playing with the SaberCats because then it would be Houston.
1: Oh uh, Houston. yeah. Houston's Houston? Oh, yeah, I guess I thought about that a little bit, but uh, I'm glad I came up to the Big Apple, and uh, this is this is a good home right now for you can't it. can't make it here, you can't make it anywhere. Uh, exactly, right? Yeah. All
0: right, so speaking of not making it anywhere, Brian Ray,
2: you have a question for my friend Matt Houston. Uh, Matt, how long have you spent looking in the mirror working on that little uh, rooster uh, celebration routine you pulled uh, yeah. out, uh on the weekend? Oh, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm finally glad it? I got to use it, you know.
1: Matt, Matt Houston. Houston taking credit for it with some uh, idiosyncratic celebration there.
0: <laughs> I believe that's the Rooster is what they're doing, the Rooney Rooster.
1: Uh, find the try line uh, finally the season, uh, last game. But, uh, yeah, the Roosters is kind of a thing we've uh, come to embrace. And uh, I guess, you know, got to get the Rooster up uh, when you get the pay dirt.
0: Yeah, it was obvious to me what it was. And I'm in the booth with Steve Lewis and Alex Corbacero, And Steve was like, I don't – he's talking – no, sure, that is there. I'm like, it's, it's the rooster, <laughs> guys. The roosters. <laughs> how do you not know? And Alex just looked at him, and you can't see us because we're not on camera, but Alex is like, how do you not get that? You know? So the li- lizard, come on, man. Come on. Come on, lizard. Before we get to the recap, let me just give some, some facts on Mr. Matt Houston. Last year with the NOLA Gold, and prior to that, Matt, you had some rugby exposure here in the United States.
1: Yeah, That's um... What? Kind of a big sevens player to start. Um, kind of the only way I could play a little higher level than Charlotte Rugby Club was offering in the D two in the South and everything. So was uh, traveling around with like Atlantis and a couple other squads. Got into the Falcons. Um, you know, toured with them and spent some time at the uh, the OTC. Um, but then was with Ohio Rugby for the pro rugby, which was a great the first aviators. one. And the Aviators, America's team. Yeah. I played center all my life up to that point and. You know the coach there, Paul Holmes and uh, Barford. They uh, they saw Paul Barford, a, Paul Barford Who was they,
0: actually the head coach on paper. So yeah, exactly. I know Paul. Yeah, I know yeah, both Pauls. Okay, yeah, oh, they're good.
1: Right. They're yin and yang. You know, yeah. they're a good couple to work with. But uh, they saw a seven in me, and I think it's a natural fit. If you what the Free Jacks? The uh, Free Jacks were great too. I, spent a, I got to spend a week up there. Played in the Halifax game against the Arrows. We got worked, but uh, it was a good experience, um, great organization. Love the guys up there. Uh, they're going to be a good force coming in next year for sure.
0: Now, I, I kind of ask a variation of this question to all the people here because we have professional rugby for the first time in the United States and we're covering it, but – when you were a little youngster in North Carolina, I think it's Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. Were you dreaming about living in a rugby
1: house in Harlem, playing rugby <laughs> professionally in New York City? Well, you know, you no, know, no, but uh, you know, living at 29 years old, still playing, you know, a sport I love. I mean, what's better than that? You know, That's so right. enjoying it.
0: That's right. All right, and we've got some synergy flowing here. You got you played in Halifax mm-hmm. against his arrows. He's go. in Halifax. He's got the Rugby Canada hat on. So let's get to the rugby. Ryan, walk us through
2: the first one. Yeah, actually, I was uh, doing the call for that game in Halifax, so I remember that one very well. But our first game of the weekend was the other Houston, the Sabercats versus Austin Elite. I think we all picked uh, Houston to, to win this one based on what we've seen. And uh, they certainly delivered. They looked uh, strong. They looked uh, energized, interesting game. We had two fullbacks playing scrum half, but didn't uh, mess around too much with how it went. Jamison, Fahinana, Schultz, couple tries, uh, the big number eight for Houston. He's been impressive since he joined the team. And uh, threatened Palamo, the big fellow in the midfield. Two tries for him. He ran some nice hard lines. So good win for the Sabrecats. Uh, yeah, and, and really a feel-good story at the end of their campaign.
0: Yeah, and, and Maddie, you got Josh Joshua Vithi back, and you've got him moved to center now with I
1: like Palamo that in that back I like line, that pairing, huh? actually. They looked a lot better moving the ball, and actually you know, having some attacking threats. I thought they were looking good. Are you, are you glad you got them yep. just when the coaching change was made and yeah. not now? Yeah, I'm good friends with uh, Threaten, and uh, I'm glad we uh, got them early for sure. He's a, he's a force.
0: Yeah, So, and, and you know what else? It's amazing how much a facility can change when grass actually takes root. I mean, now it's a spectacular s- setup. It's a spectacular facility down there. So Houston SaberCats fans – have a ton to look forward to. And, you know, it's a question of what could have been almost. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking at these guys and you're like, wow, okay. They're they're a force to be reckoned with going into the the future, right? But we're still talking in the past. (laughs) So the next one up, there was a a game here in New York City. You had a pretty good seat at. Rugby United New York versus NOLA, New Orleans, Louisiana. The battle of the four-letter acronym teams. Think about
2: the marketing possibilities. Rooney versus nola you with me ray i got it uh, yeah the acronyms indeed yeah that was uh it was quite an exciting i mean you guys were both there in person you know this better than i do what i just want your opinion game, on though. the
0: acronym thing i want you know getting this is a marketing coup I, I think it's great right you know no all right anyway uh this one was chock full of exciting plays. It was chock full of controversial plays, and it was chock full of catastrophic errors at inopportune times by both sides. That you'd think that neither one were going to recover from until the other one made a catastrophic error.
1: Yeah, yeah it was, it was uh, definitely a, an awesome game to play in. Um, but yeah, that uh, the last couple seconds were were intense. It was it was a hot one out there. It was it was, it was a grind for sure. Yeah,
0: and. You you were, you, as I said, you had the best seat in the house Press playing it. open side flank. Yeah. Yeah. You poked one into the tri-zone uh, through a, a crowd, which is dry. the forte of your team when you it's guys are going well, you know, yeah. doing that driving ball thing and then just getting close, wearing them down, wearing them down, and getting it in. Yeah. And that was textbook. And, and, Brian, we had this, this alternate – style of play by these two teams it was like the old time nfc east smash mouth football versus
1: the wide open west coast offense right oh yeah you saw spurts of it yeah no and and that's how they we knew how they wanted to play wide and fast and um we we had a little stronger pack and uh we believe that the source of our power so you know we're gonna match up with every team like that and you know defense is key all right two questions i have for you was it held up the first try I think I scored. I thought you scored. I touched the line, but Cam Dolan was actually on the on underside of it, and we were talking about this after, and he punched the ball backwards. So when the ref saw it, it was actually out of my hand behind my arm. So I didn't get the credit for it, but I, I thought I was on it.
0: I thought you were on it too. And then the, the, the penalty try, yes. which if he didn't call the penalty try, Oh. We'd have to we'd have to walk peaches uh, Mike Petrie uh, off the off a ledge because it, it kind of bobble there I mean, in. Those are
1: it's tough score. though you know when the, the scrum ground oh, finally sure. gives and it just goes no. I, I had one of those in uh, Austin that I couldn't get in there. So I, kn- I know it's a, it's a tricky tricky feat. But uh, yeah, we, I'm glad we got that penalty.
0: All right, and on speaking of penalties, I want to ask him first and then get your opinion. Did you think the yellow card Some was Warsh. warranted on Warsh Tristan Blewett, and or
2: should it out. have been a red? South African. uh yeah I mean I listened to the commentary it was kind of split decision I thought Surely, definitely a yellow card. I thought maybe Luke Hume got a, a little lucky to get away with a warning, you know, maybe something in there. But, uh, yeah, I think yellow card's probably fair. He didn't dump them on his head, per se. So, you know, it, it just looked like a scuffle that went a little too far.
0: And it was it was shocking at the uh, dinner afterwards. I was talking to Tristan Blewett about it, the, the guilty party. He says, I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, you know, okay, I, I respect that. But uh, I kind of thought that I told him I thought it was a yellow <laughs> Yeah,
1: I agree. I thought it was a yellow. I mean, Tristan's a great player and he's very aggressive. So, you know, that stuff will tend to happen. Um, the pitch, I saw a picture of it after the game and it looks like it's a red card, but I agree with it. Play on. Of course, I was at a bottom of a rock. I didn't even yeah. see it happen. So and the, the other thing is the
0: last play of the game which was the most mind-boggling play I have ever seen. But I'm doing the play-by-play, and we are far away. It's a baseball stadium, and we're sitting behind home plate. Because we're kind of far away, we're relying on a monitor. And, I, and it was just about to wind down. I go to look at the game clock that's... With us, and as I look, I see the ball careening downfield, and I'm like, "They just some They just got a kick downfield, and it wasn't a kick by the opposition. It was a kick by for my Petry trying to get it into touch to end the match."
1: Yeah, thank God oh, we uh, we had Kyle Assumption on there, and he had the golden boot to finally get it out. But yeah, we, we and the wherewithal to be
0: downfield with
1: Foden now. Now
0: Tristan Blewett maintains that that was a penalty.
1: Yeah, no, I thought like because uh, I thought. Um, I forgot who it was. I think it was Mike Sinclair. He had a very good ruck to hold it down, but it was very hairy, very hairy. Borderline. So you had this roller coaster
0: ride next to a bunch of roller coasters. But what an unbelievable finish! An unbelievable match. And, and before we leave that match, I just wanted to do something that we didn't do in the booth and we were supposed to, but we goofed. Somebody stole our teleprompter. But I want to salute the folks from the New Jersey rugby community, uh, as per their friend of, as per our friend of the show, James Kennedy, and owner of Rugby United New York. It was a big special event prior to the game, and there's a bunch of people there, you know, honoring. You had Rugby United New York's under-20s playing against the Brooklyn Rugby Club, mm-hmm. and you had a whole representation from New Jersey Rugby. So I just want to go through, and I just want to give these salutes to these folks, KJ Fury and Rugby New Jersey. With cra- Congratulations to the high school state champs. Uh, you had the D2 Bergen Barbarians, the D1 Union Mud Turtles. These are great names. The single school winner, St. Augustine. And, of course, honorable mention to the teams that just came up short. You had the Bridgewater Panthers, the Jersey Shore Sharks, and Della Barton. So kudos to you guys, and sorry we didn't get that plug in during the, the uh, broadcast. Stay with us as we take a quick break. We'll be right back talking more Major League Rugby with Mr. Brian Ray and Mr. Matt Houston right
1: after this. I've been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste, and my beer's Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has a taste on the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Good beer.
0: If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, the Pig and
1: Whistle on West 36th Street. Hey, welcome to our stoop. This is our brownstone here in Harlem. Welcome.
0: <laughs> you guys hanging out? You standing there?
1: We like to hang on the stoop.
0: You're not sitting down though?
1: bit wet.
0: No, too, no, too wet to sit. Too wet, too wet. Patty, too wet to sit, Patty? Yeah, too
1: wet to sit. A bit cold to stand with, <laughs> <like>. <laughs>
0: Hey, everybody. We are back at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby with Mr. <clears throat> Matt Houston, star, flanker, and male model for Rugby United New York, and Mr. Brian Ray, male
2: model of Halifax. Anyway, the next one.
0: Take us through it.
2: Toronto Arrows, those are uh, my guys. I believe I picked them to win decisively, and they uh, certainly delivered Gaston Mieres, the uh, Uruguayan fullback, just on fire in that first half. Two awesome individual tries. He was just cutting them to ribbons. And, uh, you know, that, that early try for, in the second half uh, from Andrew Ferguson, you could just see the body language of Glendale's shoulders, heads dropped, and that was over. And uh, that's that's the season for Glendale. They got, you know, that's They're out. They're out of the playoffs. The finalists from last year, they just didn't have it this year. Uh, Toronto blazing a trail to the playoffs. One to go. uh, I'm pretty confident but I think there's a good team on the other side of the pitch. I don't know. You might know about them.
0: But the thing is, as this league wears on you got players that are unavailable for injury and I think that you guys are going to probably be without
1: Patty Ryan and Luke Hume right out of the gate, right? So, you know. I mean if, if we can't have those guys, it's definitely a blow but I mean, our front row options are unbelievable. Chance coming in as well yeah
0: all right so your arrows arrows hashtag arrows up as they say as Dallin stanford said on the broadcast and by the way Dallin, see this shirt you don't have to work for cbs to get a shirt like this okay you and you you and same shirt uh, pete steinberg
2: i kind of feel like i need to get on that shirt train uh yeah pretty uh wild game uh, seattle versus utah at home starfire stadium uh, i think everybody picks seattle to win that one and you know, they just kind of went through these wild mood swings during the match. They started really quickly, scored a try, and then let Utah back into it. And the scrum picked up a score. And then at the end, they settled for the uh, for the tie, knowing that they needed the points uh, for the playoffs. But what a weird match. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be very happy if I was the Seawolves coming out of that one with that performance. The
1: Matt, what's your take on Utah right now? Um, they're always – they're a very explosive team. I mean – the, you know what hurts them sometimes is uh, you know discipline to the their structure. They they seem to you know can't always put the pressure on consistently, but when they're on, they are very tough. They're very explosive. Is, is fitness
0: because it seems like the last 20 minutes of a match are their enemy for uh,
1: like two years, or is it maybe? I mean, it's hard to say. I'm I'm not sure about that. Um, you know sometimes those you know, Polynesian guys don't like to, to do the fitness all the time but they are, they're extremely talented oh, you're, gonna, you're, oh, you're a, he's on his own for that one folks yeah.
0: completely I Brian we'll and I want to there. distance
1: ourselves <laughs> as the two older guys we just know that, that but that's good this is sweeps week yeah that's right that's right now I'm just trying to get under their skin no I mean like like I said you they have the pieces um, very explosive but it's just a consistency on their performances. And you know Josh
0: Whippy showed what he can do yeah. with that great intercept, and maybe he's a sign of what to, what's to come for them as well. So maybe mm-hmm. they got some they got some good good things to look forward to coming coming next season too. But uh, Seattle, man, how do you tie in that match? If you you desperately needed that win, you're at home.
1: Oh, that's that's a tough one.
2: Brian, you got you got two cents on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand their thinking at the end, but, you know, there's there's a bit of time left. I wouldn't have faulted them for kicking to the corner either, but... Uh you're right. It's just the performance, you know, the second half, they just they just barely scraped through. They didn't uh they didn't finish when they needed to. They had to there had to be more urgency in that team, and there just wasn't. And uh, you know, they're lucky they got Austin, who haven't won a game all season coming up, but geez, you know, did, I, I was just I was pretty disappointed overall with their performance. The only guy I will say who looked a little bit better uh this week was Samu Manoa, who Ooh. as his fitness grows, he's getting a little bit more into it. He didn't, you know, play the whole match, but uh he did a little bit better, got won a key turnover in that first half so he's sort of peaking at the right time of the season
1: he be blessed me one time it, that man hurts yeah he, he's a big big man let's talk about what's ahead of us now because it's the last
0: week of season two it couldn't be any crazier four t- four teams tied tied with 53 points Un- unbelievable unbelievable so brian
2: houston going into utah that's right going for their second one well i guess it'll be the third win in a week since they've won two in a row before that four in a row at the end of the season uh, you know getting that wednesday win over glendale pretty uh pretty impressive stuff from them can they get it again for interim coach paul emmerich but having to play on the road away
0: is not going to be easy
2: no, that's right. You know, and Utah are going to be tough at home. Obviously, they want to end their season on a high as well. So that's going to be a good battle. Uh, you have to like uh, Houston's momentum, though. That feel good factor for them. I just think gives them that little bit of an edge. And uh, you know, as we said already, uh, you know, uh, Utah just haven't been able to put together an 80 minute performance yet. So I'm going to lean towards Houston in this one.
0: How tough is it as a player to go from a home game on a Wednesday to then go on the road into the altitude of Utah?
1: I think the tougher is the quicker turnaround. Um, I've never truly found the altitude to be that that difficult. I mean, it's, a little bit of a I mean You feel it, you feel it, but it's not it's not game changing. But uh, the the fifth, how tough these games are. They're very physical, very fast. So the the, the quick turnaround stuff.
0: The next one up, Rooney at Toronto, which we are very familiar with. Both sides. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with that one. Right, who are you picking in the Rooney of Toronto, Brian?
2: Well, I don't know. Can you guess who I might be going to this one? Some, some Canadian, what is he going to pick in this one? you to stop thinking
0: with your heart and start thinking with your head. That's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> I think Toronto's on a roll. I can't pick against him at this point. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really close. So this is going to be a great uh, game. Really looking forward to that one.
0: All right. Well, you know, I'm the hypocrite of hypocrites. So I'm picking with my heart and I'm picking Rooney. Boy, not just because he's doing the rooster here for us. But because, uh, you know, I just have that feeling. I don't know. Call me crazy. All right. And then, Brian, we have NOLA, a desperate NOLA, going into San Diego.
2: Yeah, wow. You know, there's those two huge games to watch on, on Sunday. And, uh, and this is a really close one to call. Uh, I like both teams. I, I didn't think Nola would drop three in a row, but hey, New York put the put her on them. So uh, they're in a really tough spot now. San Diego has just been on fire this season. They're in first place for a reason at home. I'm, I'm finding it hard to pick against San Diego at home. I like them, but I think, uh, I think it'll be close. I think Nolo will get some bonus points. I think it's going to be one of those mathematical things, figuring out who goes in the playoffs at the end of the evening. What does
0: San Diego have to lose if they lose this match? Could they lose home
2: well, field advantage? Well, that's the risk. They're four, they have a four point lead. So, you know, if, if another team picks up, say, say New York wins in Toronto and they get the bonus point, that's five points. Bam, they're in first place. And well, obviously, San Diego would have to lose to Nola. So, you know, it's it's not all, you know, coasting time for for San Diego either. They're still risking that home field advantage in the playoffs. So certainly something to play for for them. Maddie, who do you think is going to win that match?
1: No, it's a tough one, but I'm going to have to go with San Diego. They're yeah. just they're playing really good right now. And they'll, they'll want to win that one. Yeah, exactly. And they're at home. they got the rest, too. So.
0: Austin at Seattle. Seattle, you'd think that these two games to end the season would have been it for them. Track meets, scoring all these tries, getting bonus points galore. And now they've got a tie against Utah, and coming in is a snake-bit Austin team. And
1: if they could get a miracle of a win here, that would give their fan base something to look forward to. You think they got a shot? A team with nothing to lose is a very dangerous team. Um, both both times we played Austin, that was one of the toughest matches we've had this season. I mean, they're they got nothing to lose. They have big ball carriers. They just they just don't have huge the, pack. Yeah, I mean, monsters in there, but um it's just the consistency and I mean, honestly, they've been so close. So, I mean, they're obviously playing, you know, with nothing to lose. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough one for Seattle, but let's go Austin, you know.
0: So when you're in tight and you're in the trenches with these guys, do you ever just start kicking yourself in the head for saying, why
1: did I leave the back line when I got the Sam Omanoas <laughs> and all these other guys? Oh, uh, yeah, coming? sometimes. Um, nah, there's no, there's no better to play. The Kane there's Thompson no. and, and Hubert yeah, B- man, Bidens just banging all teddy away. Bears, they're, yeah. all teddy bears. Yeah, they're
0: all teddy bears. They're all teddy bears. Hubert Bidens uh, was a uh, British Columbia, BC Lions sixth-round draft choice out of uh, uh, Saskatoon and, and Saskatchewan University, isn't that
2: right, Mister Ray? You've got your uh, facts straight on that one. He's he's a big man. He's uh he's Hubert, gentle giant.
0: Yeah, and he, and, he, and I said, so what happened to your nose? Because he's wearing this cut. He's got this cut right across his nose. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, what, what, what? I go, what happened? He goes, what are you, what are you talking about? I like, got a big cut on your nose. I go, oh, I've had that the whole season. <laughs> As a prop should, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so on that note, my friends, we are out of time. Our executive producer is giving us the heave-ho. On behalf of Mr. Matt Houston of Rugby United New York and Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, I'm Matt McCarthy. More rugby wrap-up from the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City, signing off.